Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there and Merry Christmas. It's Christmas week. I should say Merry Chimpmas. Uh, happy Harumbaker and Caesar's greetings. It is uh, so nice to be spending our first Christmas together. Primates podcast has only been going for, what, six months now? So it's um, our first Christmas show. It's not really a Christmas show, to be honest, but it is a very funny episode uh, with guests Andy Matthews and Alastair trombley Birchall from the Two in the Think Tank podcast. If you enjoy their work, you should definitely check out their podcast. It's one of my favorites. It's such a funny podcast recorded in the same studio here. And they come up with uh, sketch ideas each week, both of them right, uh, for some of the funniest shows on Australian TV. And it's kind of like just listening into the writer's room of a, a comedy sketch show. So that's pretty cool. I would, yeah, I guess I'm just dropping in. I don't normally come in before the episode starts. So I just wanted to say thanks so much for all your support uh, in this first year. It's been it's been a real blast. Um, if you've got any feedback or anything like that, I'd, I'd love to hear it at Primates Pod. Uh, at gmail.com, primatespod at gmail.com. Any feedback or anything like that. Also, we traditionally do the primate sporting mascot segment and we're running pretty low on those. So I'm going to, I'm broadening that out to just uh, primate of the week, I think, or something like that. So if you have any interesting primate stories of any kind, um, send them through that email address with a paragraph or two and I'll, I'll read them out, read one out a week at the uh, end of the episodes. Uh, that'll be cool. Also, um, before we start the show, I should say that my 2019 festival show, it's an hour of stand-up, it's called Bone Dry, um, is coming to Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne next year. All those tickets are now on sale. Uh, Perth in Feb, Adelaide and Brisbane in March and Melbourne through uh, pretty much all of April for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You can check out details for all that stuff on uh, the website mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. And for an early bird discount code, uh, use do go on because we are from the do go on network here. Um, so you get that discount. And yeah, what a what a fantastic Christmas present or not. Just buy it for yourself, whatever. But yeah, let's get on with the show. Um, thanks again for all your support. And uh, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, 
Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we go through primates and popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. This week, joining me in the monkey house, two of the greatest mates. Wait, what is this show called? Two Pro- of the primest mates. <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong start. We've got writer, comedian, and two in the thank, thank tank. <laughs> you can thank tank me later. It's Alistair Tremblay Birchall and the same intro for Andy Matthews. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He got away. He was fine. Oh, thank God. Mm. That was what happened, though. The Alistair, uh, was, it, was, that, was, a, was that a bonobo? Yes. Yeah. The bonobo got away from the Andy Rafa. But you notice mm. there was a little pause before, uh, like after the gunshot? Yeah. Because mm. first the bonobo was shocked. Oh. You know, and then it thought about exchanging sex with Andy. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? that's how they, how they, how they solve issues. In there. <laughs> but then it, it thought again and thought, oh, he doesn't look like he's into it. Like that. And, and so, it respected <laughs> my boundaries and went away. Yeah. Proving it was the better man, yep. chimp. It was actually a female, though. Yeah, females can still be the better man. That's true. That's progress. Almost always. Yes. Do you, if you guys could be mm. any primate, mm. what what would it be? Um, that'd be a real shock. If if you could be, yeah, 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 that's what that'd be. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be just a turn up for the books. I and like it would be a real turning point in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where somebody goes, you can now be any primate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to think about this. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it like a wizard or is it like a, just a billionaire who does it? It's a bil- billionaire wizard. Oh, no. Yeah. And then does he change you with money or with magic? He changes you with, with magic, but he, he paid top dollar for it. For magic. Yeah. 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 Oh, the finest magic money can buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the idea that you just get enough money and then it just tips over into magic. Billion dollars. Mm. It's like how any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. That's Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. Similarly, any sufficiently rich person is indistinguishable from a magician. And e- even if your money doesn't turn into magic, you could buy a wizard. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. They are notorious. So there's wizard home loans in Australia, and that's I think that's what that's about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it comes from because it's a because a because a mage has got to eat a mage. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like a wizard. I was just oh, is it find a mage? One. Yeah. Mm, just a synonym. Yeah. Anyway, mage. I'd, I've never heard of mage. I'd probably be uh, some sort of uh, one of those monkeys that goes in the hot water. Oh, the snow monkey, snow yeah, macaque, macaque, macaque. Yeah, the uh, the the um, Japanese macaques. Yep. Or macaques. We haven't got to the bottom of how that's pronounced. I think it's macaque. <laughs> <laughs> but that we haven't had a definitive answer sure. on that. I'm the closest thing we've got to a primatologist on the show. <laughs> yeah, and and it sounds more Japanese the way you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like like, and it's interesting because at the moment you are probably physically closest to a primatologist because you're sitting in the corner of the podcast studio that is closest to the Melbourne Zoo. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that is. And true. I know they work late nights there. Yeah, keeping an eye on those and, macaques. And boy, we record these podcasts late. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. There's also in Tasmania, you know, there's the Macaque Park. I, I know that they've got a pit full of monkeys. You know all those monkeys have herpes? Yeah, well, I mean, they're monkeys. <laughs> oh, that is a bit of a generalisation. Well, no, by I, I, I believe the correct uh, response is, well, yeah, they're in Launceston. Yeah, okay, sorry. Or, 
What, what's the what's because you're from Hobart? What's I'm the, from Hobart. It's yeah. what's the term that Hobartians call Launcestons? People from Launceston. That's it. People yeah. from Launceston, which is brutal, but yeah, you know, that's something that's sort of a brotherly love I don't know. thing to get prob- away with. It's probably one of those things where we call them like Canadians or Inceston. Really? That's what you guys call wow. them. Wow. <laughs> Did you not know that that's what you call oh, them? Yeah, no, I knew that. I was told that by a Hobartian. Hmm. Mm. I would be a giant gorilla. Oh, really? Mm. Like King Kong? Yeah, but bigger. Bigger than King Kong? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be the king of Kong, King Kong of King Kongs. Yeah, maybe President Kong? Mm. <laughs> That's above a king because it's more legit. Yeah, I think people respect you more. You got the people and, and, and the other gorillas it's, b- behind you. Because you were brought up through a system, mm. magic. Rather than through, <laughs> through through hereditary, yeah, yeah, that's big becoming the giant gorilla is what I'm talking about. What are the what are the term lengths for President Cole? <laughs> is it four years? What is it? Well, I guess I could I could change that once I become president. Yeah, dictator, you're going down a pretty <laughs> long path. Okay, yeah. Um, so you've got that sort of. Vote uh, democratic legitimacy, but then you've got that kind of sweet power or the do anything you want, don't care what people think of a dictator. That's yeah, a great well, combo. And I, also, you're would, a giant monkey. Yeah, I would never admit to that. Andy, giant ape. Ape. Yeah. Andy's, I think he's doing it to annoy me now. <laughs> yeah. Andy, because Andy's you know was... the closest thing to a fuckhead in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm in the corner that's city that's closest to um uh Channel Nine. Yeah. I think because you were saying that um so it's genetics gets you to become a king, but also genetics normally is what gets you to become a gorilla. Mm, that's true. But it, you've sort of gone past both of those. You've been voted in to become president, but yeah. you've also been wizarded in to become a gorilla. <laughs> yes, by that billionaire. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's quite a life path. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be a fascinating chapter of your autobiography. <laughs> I'm going to skip to that one, I reckon. Yeah, but that'll only be in the middle. Because yeah. then they'll all be be all my my uh, your early years. life. <laughs> yeah, and then do you think the the people will be interested about when I got into comedy? Then? <laughs> yeah, are you going to remain in comedy? I don't know. I suppose nobody could stop me. <laughs> Somebody stop me. Yeah. You're actually sitting in the corner of the room that is closest to King Kong comedy comedy room. I think actually you are, but that's mm. not important. Yeah, Man, it undermines my great joke, though. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But nobody else knows about the room King Kong comedy. No. Outside of no, maybe even people it who... undermines it a little bit yeah. as well. <laughs> outside of maybe even people who go there, yeah. <laughs> they might not even know. Yeah. Sunday afternoons, if you're in Melbourne. Yeah, if you're in mm-hmm. Brunswick mm-hmm. on Sydney Road on Sundays starting at about 4.30 p.m. at Little Mess. Mm-hmm. Great bar. Get yeah. on down. This week, we're talking about the film. Because Andy and Alistair are returning guests. They are mm. first and second guests, respectively. Uh, mm. And the first time Andy came on, he spoke about the classic, modern-day classic film, MVP. That Most... was, the, uh, I believe, the first episode of the, the podcast. That's right, yes. This week, we're talking about MVP 2, Most Vertical <laughs> Primate. So this is the sequel to the movie that Andy and I spoke about mm-hmm. in episode 2. By the auteur Robert Vince. Yeah. 
the producers of Airbud are bringing Jack back, and he's just been drafted into the season. This guy's good. He's drunk on the pro. He's simply unstoppable. Now, Jack is discovering... Anyone, right? A whole new kind of skate. <laughs> Yeah, and this is his his Godfather two. Yes, to his uh, MVP one. I would would you say it's an improvement? Because that's kind of what you're saying there. Uh, no. Okay, I reckon it is better than the first. I well, I, I'm really interested to get into this to you with 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 as as time goes by now Alistair obviously hasn't seen the first one so he's coming seen to the this first. fresh yeah um, so but i feel like watching this movie can you imagine there being a film that is worse than it oh i look i think i could imagine a film yes that i mean like the way that they take so long for each section yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could imagine a film that takes even longer. Yeah, well, that is the first <laughs> that's, that's one. That's MVP one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you described it incredibly well. It, a, a film where all the scenes seem to take longer, and yet are all played sped up in montage. It's, wow, uh, they everything. I think they're so proud of the fact that they've caught on camera a chimp getting dressed. So they're like, we got to show every piece of this yeah every single item of clothing we have to show Mm. going on underwear underwear included oh my god and then him laughing in between yeah Yeah. (laughs) like the the ape or us does it show us laughing (laughs) (laughs) that's the the vincian that's yeah that's some that's what you call is that vincian 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 yeah um now my here's here's my take on it matt yes this may be a better film by the standards of cinema. Right. But I think by the standards that Vince set for himself in the first film, he's kind of let himself down. Robert Vince, the director of the first film, I think that there is there were so many of the touches, the the things that made him an auteur, that made that first film exciting, that I feel that the Hollywood machine yeah. has crushed out of this second they film. They smoothed off all his sharp edges. Sharp edges mm. leaving nothing. Like, for instance, the classic moment maybe of the first film uh, when the old man dies and that's shown by a glass of milk in slow motion. Very slowly pouring onto, <laughs> pouring the, ground. onto the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, man, the old man who looked like the closest to death person I've ever seen <laughs> without even trying. So that, that was gone. Um. Yeah, I don't and, think there was any death at all. A lot of the weird camera angles are gone. A lot of the montages are gone as well. There's hardly any montages mm. in this film. Like only two or, or two or three or four montages, yeah. which is hardly any. Which is a lot for a regular film. Sure, but for <laughs> Robert Vince, <laughs> yeah, for the for the standards he set in the it, first it, film, it, sure, exactly. And um, so I, I I find I found that a little bit disappointing. And he also I was really hoping for a return of the the motif from the first film of liquid splashing as if to land on somebody in a humorous effect, but it's never seeing the splash. And uh, again, that, that was almost entirely absent from this film. So I'm, I'm sad and I'm, I'm sad to see the way in which Hollywood crushes the life, you know, the light that burns so brightly in these young directors. What about the pancake batter? 
the pancake batter, I, I see where you're coming from, and that contains one of the elements, which is the splashing. Yeah. But it betrays the essential payoff mm. of how that would have been played out in the first film, because in the first film, there would have been no payoff. You wouldn't yeah, have right. seen that liquid hit anyone right, in okay. any kind of a humorous way. There would have just been a, a splash that went nowhere. Yeah, right. And, I think that um, was a budget thing. They just had the money. Sometimes you, when you have a smaller budget, mm. you have to make interesting choices mm. to make that money stretch. And when then all of a sudden you got to, you got all the money mm. you need and you no longer need to make choices mm. Mm. and you just sort of, you, I guess you sort of in some ways fly too close to the sun. Yeah, so you're mm. saying that in the second this 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 film we're watching now flew too close to yeah. the sun because he ma- he didn't have to make any choices and he put everything into this. That's movie. right. Well, you're I right. see. Not having seen the first one, mm. MVP, most mm. valuable primate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, which is like pretty much makes sense. Yeah, as a title. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which, so, which like, also was they he... lost sight of that in the second <laughs> one. <laughs> was he was he worth a lot of money in the first one? The film, yeah, no, the film. I think the budget went up a little bit for the second. No, I meant was that like in terms of like it wasn't about the value of the ape itself. Oh right, no, no, no that's no. true. They didn't find out that he'd swallowed a lot of gold, or <laughs> yeah, or yeah. but or or does the value of a of an ape increase if you if it can play a sport? I think that's what yeah. they're saying. They would have been able to sell him for a lot of money. Mm. You are you are because you're not a big sports guy. No, are you, are you know, familiar I, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. term? Yeah, most <laughs> yeah, most valuable player. Yeah. Now um, I n- now, but but I just had a question because it's not until the second film, I'm assuming, that you actually see a second primate play hockey. Yeah. Right. So it's not really until the second that they actually confirm that it's the most valuable primate. Right, that's mm. true. You know, because this is the one that's actually the best on ground. Well, that's the interesting mm. thing. In the first one, they've seen one chimp play ice hockey. Mm. You would assume from that small sample size that all chimps are great at hockey. Mm. Yeah. 100% of the chimps I've seen play hockey have been have gone to the top of the league, taken the nuggets all the way to the Harvest Cup. Mm. Um, now, you just gave me a great idea, though, when you said best on ground. Um, mm. Best on Groundhog. Clearly, oh, yeah. there's an opening there for a sequel there. Mm. Um, and so that would be like a... a caribou or something, I imagine, that plays water polo. Yeah. Yeah, but where's the groundhog? <laughs> oh, fuck. You're right. Um, uh, I guess he can he can drive a forklift. I mean, in he could, the opening I scene. guess instead of a ball, they could have a, a they groundhog. They could have a groundhog. <laughs> and the caribou plays water polo <laughs> and he throws it and things like that. That does sound good. Um, yeah. Uh, do we, now here's my only other point about the name of this film. Most vertical primate, surely the most vertical primate is man. Yeah, I think yeah. so. We are quite vertical. Homo erectus, yeah. notoriously. Yeah, I mean, multiple times during the film, Jack, the main chimp, runs on all fours. Yeah, mm. yeah. Most horizontal primate, more like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> most horizontal primate might be a thing that would work for the movie in which. Um, Jack becomes a snake. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that might undermine the primate bit of it, though, wouldn't it? Be yeah, most but horizontal reptile. Yeah, but he's a snake. But he's a snake who's played by a, an ape. Right. Yeah. Snape. Yeah, oh, that's Professor. possible. Professor Snape. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> well, it makes sense, isn't it? Because he kind of has the qualities, the cold qualities of a snake. Whilst also still remaining <laughs> a primate. sort of a primate, yeah. That does now, I don't sense. know who the actor who played that role, but maybe it was Jack. 
yeah, yeah, maybe it was. I, I, I wonder if anyone knows. If, I don't think it's possible to find out. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll, I'd love to tell, tell the listeners a little bit, because I'm making the bold assumption that a lot of people listening haven't and will never see this film. Yeah, okay. Which is, you I mean, know, it is there on Netflix. That's no, right. It's cocky yeah. on your part to it. Yeah, I mean, it is cocky. It's on Australian Netflix. I don't know if you get that on US Netflix. Yeah. You know, like we have a lot of the good stuff down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you get access to the sort of the cream of uh, visual media. Yeah, MVP on, 1, uh, 2, and 3. Mm, mm. Anyway, so MVP 2 opens uh, with... Basically, the first half of the film, he's still playing ice hockey. He's dra- he's drafted. Well, no, let's go right back to the start. He yes, where ba- we're back on El Simeon. Okay, this is the nature preserve where uh, where where Jack wound up at the end of the previous film. Okay, right. so we're very much picking up where we left off. Jack is there on El Simeon Nature Reserve, the unfenced wildlife park that seems to have a single tree where half of the Simeons wear clothes and they also sleep in the house with the uh, the one uh, employee. Yes, and there's a tyre swing. And there's a tyre swing, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're there. Uh, Jack, who in this film is only played by one chimp, in the first one he was played by three different chimps. Mm. Um, and oh. at the end of the movie, uh, Jack is reunited with his family, which I'm pretty sure was just the three Jacks. But anyway, that's way to give it away. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You could watch it now and enjoy it like a prequel. Like Matt, right now, get your phone out. <laughs> so it opens on this scene. He sneaks into the house. He's watching TV mm-hmm. and it just happens to be watching this. We don't know why, but he's watching the ice hockey draft. Yeah. And the last surprise pick in the ice hockey draft, the for the ZHL. Yeah. I don't know what Ooh. the Z stands for, but it feels like it must be a a US hockey league? Because doesn't he, he goes to Seattle, right? He's yeah, Seattle, Seattle. And, and their main arch nemesis is an LA team, I'm yeah. pretty sure. The Carjackers. Yeah, what a name. Yeah. But the Seattle Simeons uh, pick up Jack with their last pick, so he's going to the big leagues. Yeah, and from what I can see, it's not clear that he in any way applied for this. No. it's It really is a draft in the truest sense like we had at the Vietnam War where anyone can be called up at any time mm. and then has to go... And play in the hockey league. Assuming they are watching it on TV at the time so they know. Exactly, because that's the only way in which we communicate this information. And so we just trust that the chimp that we're drafting into the hockey team is currently watching this on television. And And then he's going to make his own way here. (laughs) Which he did. Which he did. And they did not, they did that so quickly. So quickly, I felt like it could have been a montage. Yeah. That's the ripe time, ripe time for watching him packing the bag. Stuff's going everywhere. He's in the bag. He's in the bag. He's out of the bag. He's, wearing He's a stealing hat. a hat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Al. I realize you probably feels like you had to be there, but we had some good times. No, but I was there for the second one. Yeah, well, you had to be oh, there. Okay. Well. I really feel like I saw the first film because this whole movie is topped and tailed By with, a- with ice hockey playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what else there could be in there. Well, that was I was surprised. It took so long. So we played the majority of the season for the Seattle Simeons, which was handy as well. Mm. Um, the the star player for the Simeons said he will not ever go on the ice if if mm. a monkey goes out there. Obviously, I think he knew that Jack was an ape, not a monkey, and mm. he was really just laying the boots in. Yeah. It was yeah. Anyway, so eventually Jack gets thrown in because they're not doing very well, and Jack turns it all around. They get on a hot streak. 15 wins in a row. And, and they show the majority of these games. They real like they could have cut out of this. Mm. You know, they could have done a montage here and yeah. said 
was season, but they went game by game. We saw them play the Carjackers three a times. Lot, a, lot, <laughs> a lot of the season played out before And had our me eyes. questioning, at what point does he get vertical? Yeah. And vertical is the vertical ramp. We're, re- we're referencing the vert ramp. Mm. The vert. So really, and on a vert ramp, really, it's the skateboard that gets vertical. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you go between being completely horizontal to, to being... Well, I guess you're vertical at the bottom, but then you're ver- you then, in that case. If we're talking about when you're vertical at the bottom, then you were vertical on the on ice. Your, on on the ice, you were vertical mm. on, on the way to the but maybe the ramp. But maybe they're re- referring to primate posture, which is never entirely vertical. Yeah, you know, it's... in any of those situations. So we're still no closer to the truth. In what sense is he the primate vertical? They're almost in like an L shape, which maybe is why they call it L simian. L simian. Do you think that's why? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I guess it's most vertical. It's not vertical primate. You're, you're right. <laughs> Again, it's a question of degrees. Yeah. yeah. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. And he is there with his Greatest brother. Greatest angle to the horizontal primate. Mm, that's right. Have been, you know. He starts off the film uh, hanging out with his brother very yeah, happily. This is a new character, Louis. Louis, who uh, played Jack in the first film. <laughs> <laughs> so Louis was one of the three actors to play Jack. In the first film, it was Bernie, Louis, and Mac who played Jack. Mm. Uh, and in the second film, it's just Bernie doing it alone. But Louis plays a character called Louis, who is his brother. And it really illustrates how ridiculous it was that Bernie and Louis played the same chimp in the first one when you see him in the same scene. Yeah, because Louis looks so much younger. Yeah, it's head and shoulders. And Bernie, suddenly, Jack, I I felt like, I don't know how long, how much time passed between these two films, but I thought he looked so old. He just looked so old and tired to me until I saw the other chimps, the old chimps. Yeah, the old ones at El Simeon. At El Simeon. And I, it was my understanding that old chimps are dangerous. Yeah. But they're also incredibly sad and ugly-looking fat old chimps. Like to the point of like I would just say just I know you want to show some more chimps or whatever, but... Just, just dress some of the other chimps up differently, Different or just hats. whatever it is takes to just not show me these chimps because they're making me feel sad. And this is supposed to be a children's film, and we're being confronted with the reality of morbidity and death. Yeah, maybe they could have dressed one of those up as a human and made him, made him the um, the guard there. Yeah, what is it, the and lady? get them at least one other employee. Yeah, because they. You know, I don't know how many. Like, they probably got a package deal on chimps. They're probably not paying per chimp. Do you sure, think? sure. You buy them by the like the kilo or yeah, something. Yeah, they're just getting like they just go like all oh, the like the wranglers like look. I'll give you all the chimps for for like I don't know like five hundred dollars. Yeah, five hundred five hundred a day. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, right. Even the old ones. I don't think I need the old ones. You go, no, I'll no, no. You them. have you have to take. <laughs> oh. You have to take the old one. That's why well. it's so cheap. He's he's ang- he's like at, at home. He's upset. Everybody else is doing stuff. Yeah, you just got to take that ape. Mm. Got to take that ape. I couldn't find um, too much information about Bernie and his career, but I did find a little bio about Louis. If you oh, want to hear I'd love this, to know more. From the IMDb. Uh, born in uh, 2003. That internet, can't. Internet monkey Wait, I've already realised this is not right because this film, <laughs> this film was filmed three years prior to when this bio was saying he was born. When was it filmed? Mm. Two thousand. Is yeah, this right. a kind of a Christian rebirth kind of a thing? Like people redefine. Their I think. Birth? I think his birthday's wrong, but the rest. Let's let's say the rest is right. Yeah. He started over twenty commercials and in films. 
and starred in MVP 1 and 2, as well as his last film in 2006. He was then taken in by the Harrison family along with his younger brother. He spent his life with them skateboarding and snowboarding with them every day until they could no longer take care of them and gave them to Little Rock Zoo in 2009. Then his health started to decline and he passed away in 2011. So happy ending. Um, that doesn't sound like a very long life. No, I reckon, well, I reckon it shouldn't be 2003. I reckon that would be 1993 or sure. something like that. Sure, even so, I don't know that that's very long for a chimp. I, I mean, maybe it was the skateboarding lifestyle that took its toll. I hate well, to think. And snowboarding. And snowboarding. Like you're taking this this ape out onto an open mountain? What do you by 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 dec- his health began to decline. Are they re- referencing the fact that he slid very quickly down a mountain or something and crashed into some rocks? What? Yeah, this is well. According to he uh, went downhill. Is that the word phrasing there? Yes, that he is. He went right. downhill very quickly mm. and smashed into some rocks. <laughs> according to the chimpanzee sanctuary northwest website dot org, uh, in captivity, they their life expectancy is 50 to 60 years. And on the slopes? On the slopes, 40 to 50 still. So that doesn't specifically say the slopes. It says in the wild, which yeah. I think of as yeah, like on radical. the slopes, radical, wild. Wild, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, having a wild time. Yeah. Having a wild time down the slopes. Did this ape surf? Uh, no, not a surfer. Um, but maybe, I assume. Well, the other thing is it's just said that they did it every day. Every day. <laughs> That's <laughs> got to take a toll. That's really got to take a toll on they, an ape body. <laughs> they skateboarded and snowboarded every, every day. day. So, yeah, you got to get For up to the years. snow every oh, day. Every day. So they'd be chasing the endless winter as well. Yeah. It's crazy going like. Switzerland, then you go like in somewhere Mongolia, and that doesn't leave any time for like rest days for travel. You bet you're flying <laughs> and getting straight off the airplane, going to the slopes and skateboarding in there somewhere as well. Oh boy, you have to get one of those vert ramp planes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty. That'd be wild. Yeah, yeah. In the wild, that'd that's be, probably why he lived forty to fifty years. Here's some trivia about Louis from the same IMDb website. It says all money Louis earned. Uh, is used or was used to support private primate preserves. Oh, that's fun. Private mm. primate preserves. Close friends with professional skateboarder Bob Burnquist. Bob Burnquist. Well, he was he he appears in this film. And it also says Lou is the first chimpanzee to perform a successful aerial skateboarding maneuver, the basic ramp now, ollie. But hang on. This is Louie. Louie. But Louie doesn't even skateboard in this film. Was that was it's Louis? Bernie? Yeah, I does that Did mean that Bernie play Louie and Louie play Jack? <laughs> well, I'm I'm confused. I'd... I mean, this is I, I I trust that some of this information is at least half relevant, but it's raising a lot of questions for me. Actually, no. But when you did say before, I'm pretty sure I thought I heard you say Bernie played Louie. Uh, <laughs> Bernie and Louie both played Jack in the, in first the previous one. film. Ooh. So, but it's possible that Louis pl- was stunt doubling for Bernie as Jack in the second. But Louis then pl- he wasn't credited. Wasn't credited, no. Mm. Which is disappointing. Yeah. And borderline scandalous. Yeah, because then also that decreases the amount of money that, that goes Louis to the, that goes to that's the That's pr- probably why they primate, did it. Yeah. Primate preserve. Yeah, they're sort of siphoning it off. And that's probably why they couldn't afford any fences and only had that one tree. At El Simeon. At El Simeon. The fictional park and the... Exactly. They can't even afford fictional fences. <laughs> That's how bad things are. 
here's my uh, here's an observation about the team that um, Jack ends up playing for. Yep. There, um, the owner uh, has looks like he's been pl- told to play the role evil. <laughs> or like, or at least like malicious, you know, with some sort of ulterior motive. Yeah, he seems like a man with an ulterior motive. That never becomes apparent. No, no, he's just like he's got resting evil behavior. Yeah, he sort of has a bit of a big laugh, mm. like what, what like I he's thought hiding was something, an right? evil like laugh. But yeah, it wasn't. But no, he just seems to be a, a good, pretty good manager of a team. Yeah, he he was real smart. Like he picked a chimp that was clearly yeah. the best. <laughs> Hockey player in the country. <laughs> as far as we know, he's, we know we know from the second film that he's better than Louis. Yes, yeah. he, Jack is definitely better than Louis because Louis doesn't seem to be able to skate very well. Uh, we, we should explain that there's a there's a period. So um, after the 15 game winning streak, uh, the car jackers come up with what, their own evil plan uh, mm. to. So they're the enemy team. Yeah, the LA car jackers, and they they come up with a plan to falsify Jack biting one of their players on the mm. hand. They use tomato mm. sauce. No one inspects the wound. No. This no. smiley face of sauce on his hand. Yeah. He goes, oh, th- that chimp bit me. And then yeah. he, so and he then gets the, banished. And then everyone turns on him. Yeah. The, or, the entire crowd at this hockey game where people have been like openly punching each other in the face and stabbing each other probably <laughs> with knives. Most and likely. then oh, as soon as they, we, we, we even have the, or the whiff of suspicion that the chimp may... The chimp, the wild chimp, may have bitten that guy who just tackled him. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, and no, then, I mean, then they turn on him. They start howling for blood or sauce. In a, in a, it's a blood sport. It's it one of the most sport. violent sports on the planet. I would have thought they'd be happy. So much so mm-hmm. that there's a joke in there at one point where uh, uh, an English chimney sweep who one of the many jokes <laughs> um, is. Uh, he's he's asked the question: Is Jack dangerous? He said, "Well, he's a hockey player, eh?" No, yeah. that and that is a joke. That, that is, is a genuine joke. Yeah. joke. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't even do it. I, I know, got I nowhere wanna... near doing it justice. No, it sounded so that. good. I think you did it maybe more justice. So that's that's so far thus far. He's been playing hockey. Hockey. He starts starts out. He oh, there's also a figure. As with the team, the Nuggets in the first film, the the rest of the team. He's chosen this. This manager has chosen a great chimp. He's mm. picked a good pl- player there. No one else seems to have any particular talent. There's one who's a, a figure skater who's constantly doing figure skater tricks. Who's an Olympic champion? Olympic champion skater, who's yeah. just transitioned into the sport. Mm. Um, and there's a guy there's who's a Swedish guy, Swedish guy who loves eating hot dogs. Loves eating hot can dogs. Can I can I interject here for a moment? Yeah, Swedish sure. guy. He's a Canadian stand-up comedian <laughs> called Ian Bag. I thought he was he was very familiar. Yeah, he he's released the the, the best album I've heard this year, a stand-up album. But it's a, like a, it's a crowd work album. Uh, but Ian Bag with two G's. You can look him up. Ian he, Bag. It's great. Do you know name. what his album's called? Uh, no, but if I think it's the only album that he has on. Yeah, great. But it's a crowd work album. Yeah, I'd love to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a weird character. But he's definitely the most comedy character. Sure. Like who delivers lines that are kind of actually supposed to be funny. Mm. And he's always, you know, he's really trying. He's got a big gap in between his teeth, you know, mm. so that yeah, you adds can tell to he's the trying. comedy. Yeah. He's really stretched out that yeah, it's gap. A, it's, a real, it's a real Letterman move. And then there's another guy on there who you said is the the top player on the team who's real yeah. resentful of Jack. But then he sees a picture of Jack with his family. And, and I says, said out loud, he saw this photo in the locker room. He saw a photo of Jack with his brother mm. Louis, 
And he picked it up and he looked at it. I'm like, don't use this for some sort of evil ends. I thought he was going to use I it against him. I thought he was him. too. That's what I, I felt now, like they were framing it that back, way. You're right. That was my reaction as well. When he picked up that photo, he's going to he's going to go and he's going to kill Louis. He's going to skin him. Yeah. And he's going to wear his skin and he's going to somehow trick Jack into <laughs> thinking it's Louis and then Ooh. and then he'll betray him in some horrible way and or, then Jack will think. Well, uh, it, could, it could be the reverse reverse film where it's like he goes <laughs> wearing the skin of the ape. And becomes and, the best ape. Yeah, most like most primate human. <laughs> it could be most vertical primate. Again. Yeah. Oh, that's and that, would, that would work even better. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that would have made sense. That's where I hoped it was going. But he no, he sees that he has a family and then he realises that he also has a family and he delivers the immortal line, guess I never thought about chimps having a family. <laughs> that and, was, it's like, yeah, that's like, it's like the classic sort of cliche you'll hear in the media sometimes mm. when it's like, imagine if it was your mum. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, now I care about this oh, victim of crime. I didn't realise it could have been my mum. That victims also have mums. <laughs> yeah. Or- Something. Never thought of victims having families. Um, there is a great scene in which that character uh, is drinking uh, chocolate milk, chocolate milkshakes in a in a diner, like he's got a severe alcohol. Problem. Yeah, they're lined up a lot of empties, like... and he asked for one more, make it a double chock. That's that's a yeah. weird choice. Like I realise it's a kind of like a. I don't know. It's a weird choice because it's a kid's film. I guess you don't want to have somebody drinking real hard, although I'm sure they do in lots of kids' films, especially around this time. It was kind of like, the kind of thing. You well, it was, like, it was shot in, in 2000, which was obviously pre-9-11, mm. a very different time. Mm. Uh, yeah. We were a lot more naive then. Yeah, simpler uh, but time. It simpler was a simpler time, time. and yeah. I think that's... But wasn't it released on a kind of a different... Well, yeah, that's right. It was released late uh, 2001 in a post-9-11 world. Mm. Yeah, um, right. Very different world. So sort of straddling each side of a, of a, of a, mm. a fast-changing world. Do you think that because it was filmed before 9-11, though, like so close to it, do you, do you, do you get the feeling, and I got this feeling certainly watching it, that it, it felt like the end of an era, like like they were, they knew that things were coming to an end, that things mm. were going to change. What I'm saying is that they had foreknowledge of 9-11. Really? Whoa. Mm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I felt that, mm. I felt that they were going into, I thought, you know, they were, it was almost like a, a childlike naivete. Uh, going, oh, the world's going to be beautiful. It's going to be, yeah. the, nothing will ever change. It'll be, it'll be skateboarding chimps forever. Yeah, that's what, that's how I've, so it's, mm. it's interesting how two, um, two film buffs like ourselves mm. yeah. could see something so yeah. differently. Yeah, sort of completely different readings. Well, like a, a modern day Margaret and David. Mm. If they were still al- alive, <laughs> alive today. <laughs> alive today. <laughs> I got another uh, observation, which is that there's a scene where they're playing poker. They're all playing poker. That was unnecessary. What was that? I think they've just had some vague ideas for, um, like, just taking an adult scenario mm. and making it slightly more childlike or chimp-like. Mm. So I have a I have a line uh, that if they if they were making a movie where Jack becomes a a poker player, then the byline of that movie would be the chimps are down. That's yeah. That's really mm. good. Yeah, that, that would that line was not used in this if film. that line was used in this film, it would have been the best thing in this film. Well, there is a there is a chimp pun. They they refer to the championship. Yeah, mm. we're going to win the championship, or we've got to win this championship, which I think could have been okay, but it was delivered like yeah. really half heartedly. I yeah. think they were embarrassed by it. The whoever was delivering it. Yeah, but I don't think you can be if you're in this film. <laughs> I think you've got to throw yourself into everything, like the guy who plays the. Uh, 
the dirty old Englishman giving out bits of paper to the kids. Yeah, so, okay, well, I guess we should get to that. So uh, Jack um, has been framed. They say he's bitten the hand of the carjacker. Mm. Uh, he's banished. Get out of here, Jack. Mm. You're off the off the rink. So Jack takes that to the nth degree he's and he heard. leaves. He, he walks out into the night. Well, the whole crowd's booing him. He's not used to this. Yeah. He's used to being loved by the crowds. Mm. Yeah. Or baffled, at least baffled <laughs> by the crowds. <laughs> he's used to being baffled. <laughs> but never being hated on like this. So he, he just leaves. And the team are worried about him, including his new friend, the, the stud. Mm. Stud slash star of the team. Can I interrupt you again? Please. Do you want to know the name of that stud slash star of the team? That actor who plays that role? I'd love to know. Cameron Bancroft. Oh, that's a great name. You it's know who else is? Yeah, cheating cricketer. <laughs> cheating cricketer. He's the like, one with the sandpaper down the pants. Yeah. Really? Aussie, Aussie cricketer Cameron Bancroft. It so. wasn't the same guy, though, was it? Well, here's what I, I want to know. know. Right? Just the fact, you know, what are they saying with this film when they make the best player on the team outside of Jack, the best player in the team, the most attractive one? Uh, you know, are they kind of saying some people have it all? Yeah, it's God does give with all. two hands. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got out of this. He has, he's attractive. He's good at soccer. I mean, hockey. <laughs> ice hockey. And he has a lot of milkshakes. Yeah. And he's he, lactose very tolerant. Well, yeah, and he, oh, wait, he can just drink that much sugar and that much dairy and, and still keep his weight. figure. Yeah. yeah. That is privilege. Mm. Mm. He was the real figure skater, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, because yeah. he was skating. <laughs> Had a great figure. figure. Yes. Yes, I see what you're saying there. It would have been the second best line in the film if it was in there. So so him and the rest of the team are out looking for him, including Ian Bagg, the Canadian comedian. That's right, stand-up comedian. Um, They can't find him. He gets away. He hides in a... Bin. He hides in a hopper or a... What do you call him? A dumpster. A dumpster. Big dumpster. That's full of, like, beautifully... um, shredded cardboard so he's in there the dumpster comes to collect him the next day and what would normally happen is they would dump the contents of the dumpster into the the back of the truck probably crush it down (laughs) and then they drive i was really worried at this time oh how's he going to get out of this well what happens instead is the truck just picks up the whole dumpster and drives it to another location without ever Without holding it, I'm pretty sure the dumpster is there in front of the windscreen of the truck. Like, they would have very limited visibility. They're yeah. driving with this thing in front of them. If, if they'd stopped at any moment as well, it would have come flying off. The, if, the only thing that would have made it make more sense is if the truck driver said, hey, uh, Jack, just hang tight. I'm taking you to the next scenario in this film. But you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Obviously, uh, we're, we're done with the ice skating stuff for now. We're going to take you over to the skateboarding area of, of town of the and film. the film. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he did. He <laughs> delivered him to a basically outside the skate park. <laughs> this is what, like like 25 to 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. That we, for, we're it felt first like start, halfway through. Feel, yeah. And then we're just starting to introduce the a characters who might plot. skateboard. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and then we see... Sorry, you you go on. Well, we introduced the uh, the skating boy character, um, who is he's a lovable urchin, and he's also he's introduced in this film. And you were telling me he's also farewelled in this film. Yes, yeah, Scott Goodman, as far as IMDb tells me, um, he doesn't he doesn't have any other credits. See, to me, this kid was the most pr- vertical primate. <laughs> I also thought he was pretty all right. I you thought know? he was good. Yeah, yeah. I like, like he was kind of understated in what would normally be. An over the top kind of 
cheese child. And his ability to act and react to the chimp as well, I thought was pretty good as well. Mm, like, yeah. You know, his kinds of reactions were much better than some of the other people who are supposed to. Oliver Plant from Home Improvement <laughs> is terrible at reacting to chimps. I liked Oliver Plant, though, uh, a.k.a. Al Borland. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, who, who is a, a skater dude in this. Yeah, he owns a skate shop. Skater well, dude. Well, well we, never, we never see him do any skating. We know he owns a skater shop. But yeah. I, I buy and him as an old skater. We know he owns a skater shop and invites children into his home has a lot of children around at all hours of the day or night mm. without any adult supervision. Well, I mean, he's the adult supervision. Sure. No, you're right. I overlooked him, the one adult in the scenario. Yeah. Look, and don't... I mean, I, I probably should underline the point that this was filmed in a pre-9-11 sure. world where it was yes. a more naive time. Simpler time. You know, maybe, yeah. I think, I think sort of November 2011, if they were making it then... They would have seen that there was this weird kind of suspect mm. thing with this guy. He would have been at least chained up in these scenes. Mm. At the very least, a muzzle over his <laughs> mouth. This is the man, Al, Al Borland, or, or <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming listeners are familiar with Al Borland. Al Borland. Okay, I don't think so, Tim. From the TV show Home Tim the Tool Man, Taylor. Tool Time. Tool Time. Tool time. Um, he's the guy, he's, if you, if you remember Tool Time, he's the guy who lives next door to the neighbor, um, who you never see his face next door to him. There's a guy called Tim, the tool man, Taylor, yep. and he has like a cable TV show about him being an incompetent handyman. And the sidekick of him is this guy called Al Borland, mm -hmm. who's a very competent handyman and also a real hit with the ladies. Mm -hmm. And now he's in this show as a skateboarding man. Mm-hmm. Would, they, would this? How long did Home Improvement go for? Would have been long. Well, it feels like a long time. Into the two thousands, like, could have been like twelve years. It could have been right? overlap. Pretty successful show. Yeah, Jonathan. We saw we saw Jonathan Taylor Thomas grow up on TV. Yeah, we did before mm. our very eyes. Only a, a few weeks ago, we did uh, The Lion King, which features JTT in the title role of the Lion King. Is he coming back for the new Disney one? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, he's not. Yeah, well, that's a shame. I'm pretty sure his role is is being taken by Childish Gambino. The young, the I think young, so. like he has a man's voice. Donald Glover. Uh, is Donald Glo Glo Glover going to do a child's? Wait, well, he might do the older Simba, right? Because Simba is both young and old. Cause I just can't wait to be king. I guess he could just do that with like his voice. Yeah, just pretend. It's called acting. Are you? I, I'm trying to. Are you suggesting that I'm lying about this? Are you suggesting lying. that they're going to have the song "Under the Sea" in the new <laughs> Lion King film? Is, does the new Lion King take place under the sea? Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> under the sea. Donald Glover as Simba, the Crown Prince. Yeah, I reckon he'll he'll play him as an older. Lion and some they'll get some kids and then JD McCrary, JD McCrary as young Simba. So Donald Glover is old Simba. Uh, so from JTT to M uh, JMD JDMC JDMC. Um, and now and then and then we we meet this young kid who is being given posters to put up. He's a little skateboarding kid. But like he's, an orphan, maybe. He's an orphan, street urchin. Stuck in the foster care system. Yeah, he's been bouncing around the, the foster care homes, right? Yeah. And he is given posters 
for a lost Jack to post up. He gets money doing this, posting them up around the town. Just A4 black and white printed photographs from this man living in a a filthy old English man living in a dirty warehouse. Yeah, well, it's like a tiny little hut. It's like yeah. a little train station, like one of those little cupboards you see at a train mm. station where they used to, I guess, store train station things. Now, Matt, do you know anything else about this character? No, do you know Would more? Would you like to have your mind blown? Yes. <laughs> the actor who plays filthy old hut man in this film is the actor who played the snooty dean of science in the first <gasps> film. Oh, it's my God. It's the same actor. That's why they had to put all the soot on his face. That's why he was so filthy and talking with that stupid Weird accent. <laughs> That makes sense. They had to change him up entirely. And, but also, oh. when and his name is Mr. Rahija, just the strangest name for this guy. Tried, wait, do you think they tried to pass him off as an Indian? I don't, I, look, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. They are putting layers on this guy to try and hide the fact that it's the same guy from the first film. And You were so when good we, in when the I, first When film. we first saw him, I was like, oh. It's the Dean. Right. His life has fallen apart from the... F- it, that would have made so much sense. His life has fallen apart from the first film. He's now living in this dirty hut, printing out a Finally, all the liquid landed on him, and that's why he that's had a dirty face. Or he, he, we discover that he's impossible to clean because liquid can never <laughs> land on him because of some curse. Right. right? And that's why he's so filthy. But, but it's not the same character. It's just the same actor playing... A, a bizarrely incongruous Yeah, man. He's, he's there a few times over, over a, a few real, different like, days. He's a real, like, Fagan-esque kind of British. He is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a real Oliver Twist, mm. which is what but Fagan he, is, right? He also never encounters any other characters in the film, so it's possible he's just a figment of this boy's imagination. Right. Mm. But he also could be the Dean who has had all these bad things happen to him and then has... He's, he, then is. He's changed re- the way that he spoke mm. so that people himself. can't like think that it's him. Yeah, because or else changed his name, and he doesn't really encounter very many people anymore. He only encounters people who are of an age when he was still at that school of an age to not no longer <gasps> to not know him. Do you think maybe he's a his ghost? Life. Maybe he's a ghost, and he's, it's his unfinished business it's to work in a print shop, finding Jack, helping Jack, helping Jack, because mm. that's why he has to print off. Pictures of Jack. Yeah. And that's when the, the kid goes, uh, who is he? He goes, he's a hockey player. Is he dangerous? He's a hockey player. I don't think that's worth saying again. Yeah. That is- I think, I think, but I think, wasn't the line like he bit a hockey player? Oh, and he goes, is he yeah, dangerous? No. He says, he's a hockey player. Oh, yeah. That's but true. then I wonder, is he referring to the hockey player? Like, like the question was, was the hockey player dangerous? Mm. Well, he's a hockey player. Like that. So that could be a joke. Or... This ape bit a hockey player. Is the ape dangerous? Well, he's a hockey player. I think Matt's version of the joke was actually a lot clearer and clears up that ambiguity and makes it a lot funnier. So the joke that you're so excited about <laughs> is didn't even happen in the film, really. You've created that. Right, you're, I you're... did. Re- I read it as a clearer joke than, yeah, you've, yeah. Made, you've really muddied that. What I thought was a fantastic bit. Well, and I apologize 100%. It's... Well, it's, yeah, I'm taking half a star off the film now. Uh, it was given 41 stars, I should say. Uh, 41 stars. Wow. <laughs> 41% on the tomatoometer on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, a splitometer. 
um, which is a splat. Mm, is that a splat? Is that good? Uh, splat's bad. Oh, really? In this universe it is, yeah. Do you see the splat? <laughs> you never see the splat. That's the thing. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at this point, because Jack's lost, Louis decides to come and look for him, and uh, he runs away from the unfenced uh, Simeon Wildlife Park. Um, and we learn that Louis can write English, not yes. spell English. And in many ways, that's the big, a much more significant revelation than the ability of a chimp to skateboard or play hockey. Ooh. But it's really, they've buried the lead significantly. Quite beautiful handwriting, too. Beautiful handwriting. Beautiful yeah. handwriting. And his style. He's, he's added an extra E in, and the A maybe is backwards. But apart he's from spelled, that, he's spelled Seattle S E E A T I L. Yeah. But that's. That's incredible Ooh. for a chimp who I presume has had no. Well, he's going to get his own. He's going to get his own film at some point. More, mm. Most literal, uh, li- literate <laughs> primate. <laughs> Again, I feel like that should be humans, but well, I know, but they set a you, you don't. You don't know where this film's going to be set. It could be set like on an island of just. Sort of really dumb monkeys. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's an island of really dumb monkeys, and one of them could write. Yeah, in what way does that help? Or, well, they could get help. He could send the letter for help. He I could put a put message in a, in a bottle. Message in a bottle, or he on could some spell bark. it out with rocks on the <laughs> shore. A... What kind of help? Hey, what kind of help does he need? Well, anybody who <laughs> speaks English, <laughs> help me get me off this island. I can write, and everybody's dumb. <laughs> Does he know that there are other people out there? I he must. So. How else did he learn? Yeah, how did, well, where did he learn English? That's my question, I suppose. Well, do you think it was well, magic? No, I don't Does think so. I think Chimp have a lot of money? I think <laughs> it's probably colonialism. Oh, uh, it's always colonialism. So Yeah, right. You know, it's probably a lot like that movie Blue Lagoon. So the man, you know, who, who had been shipwrecked or whatever on this island, uh, who had taught him to... to to write English mm. like that uh, was his best friend. And then he f- faded away. He died. Mm. And then he then on his own learned about his body. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And about, mm. you know, all the, you remembered all the stories. <laughs> you, you have made it a lot easier for me to understand with the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, you know Blue Lagoon, Brooke Shields? I guess the thing you is, know, I, you know, I know Susan? the baby from that film. I know the guy who plays the baby. The is that film. true? Yeah. Is that an Australian film? No, no, no. It's an American film. I know the guy who plays the baby in Blue Lagoon. And what? And how's things gone for him? Still in acting? He's great. He helps kids with uh, cerebral palsy. Spend, that baby spends a lot of time underwater swimming in that movie. Mm. Under under yeah. the sea. Under <laughs> Anyway, let's keep going. Where were we? Uh, 
the eight. Seattle. Um, oh, so the, he gets a lift. He hitches a lift with, with the mailman. With Another the, recycled actor. Yeah, the old guy who swears in the first film, who incongruously sh- says, "Holy shit, these guys can play in the middle of a children's film." Who also is the actor who played Blue in Old School. Mm. I used to be much stronger, <laughs> and I, I still think this guy is a great. He's great. He's great. He's actor. great in yeah. everything. He's he so looks good. so good, he's and got he's a great got look. <laughs> he's got a. He's got a. I mean, <laughs> when I say he looks so good, I mean he looks terrible. So, so, old. <laughs> so old. He looks so old for so long. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't yeah, know all, how many all this years. happened over. Like he he blossomed into old age, like a, like one of those rare flowers that flowers once every 40 years and then and then withers away in once 24 hours every 75 years you know he might have just been incredibly old for a week but he made so many movies with and Adam he smelled Sandler like in that rotten time. meat <laughs> yes when he was flies were coming so he, from everywhere he um his name patrick cranshaw Born in 1919, <gasps> passed away in 2005. Oh. Uh, he he was in a, a lot of movies, but yeah. and maybe he was obviously um, friends with Vince because he played. Uh, he was in a lot of the Air Buds, which is another right. Vince um, franchise, Property? sort of like Vince parallel pr- franchise to the mm. MVPs. Um, he was in yeah MVP one, two, and two. Doesn't look like it was in three. That's disappointing. It's gonna oh, be hard. That's gonna be hard when we come to see that. Be hard. But anyway, he picks up Louis and doesn't seem to realise that he's a chimp. I don't think. Yeah, he seems to. Just... No, he doesn't seem to think and that. He's right? also really, really tired a lot and probably shouldn't be driving. But then no. he lets Leo drive. What's his oh, name? Louis. Louis. Yeah. Let's Louis drive for a bit. Yeah, which is. He can write, he can drive. He's the star of the show. Like, we're spending all this time on Jack. Well, but, I mean, isn't this, this is the message, right? Because he can't play sport. Mm. He's seen as the lesser yeah, ape. Yeah, yeah. When really, he's the great ape mm. in a lot of ways. Mm. And great apes and lesser apes are two sort of scientific terms for apes. Yeah, right. See, I didn't know that. I don't, I'm not really that close from being a primatician or whatever you do. You are. Well, I'm an amateur primatologist. Primatologist, yeah. But you are a scientist, so you're on your way. A primatician would be somebody like a doctor who only does primates. Yeah, prime numbers. And prime numbers. Yeah. So Jack hooks up with this little kid. Um, That's not quite... (laughs) 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 That does not happen. They sort of they become they friends. Up, they become friends, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And then they start living in an abandoned pool, or mm. next to an abandoned pool, little hut next to an abandoned mm. pool. Great place, living. Real cool Shit, place. What a great! I mean, I would love that. Yeah, that was. Real, mm. I reckon kids watching this film yeah, would have found that very when it gets exciting. exciting. This is like the cubby house in the first film. There was a great cubby house in the first film. This one, it's a pool and there's a little shed there, and they're living in it. And it's an it's an abandoned pool, which um, doubles as a great. Um, Place for skating, skateball, skateball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should say, Andy. I don't. You, I don't know what, what your history with skateboarding is, but Alistair used to be in a band called Skateboard. So. Yeah, I was in a band called Skateboard, and also I lived in a town while I was there. We they built a skateball. So right. I've I've kind of had a lot of this. I have a lot of this stuff in my blood. Yeah, yeah. 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 Skate or die is something that you often say. Yeah, I yeah. actually. It, for me, it's. Say skate or die or die. Yeah, yeah. Both both my brothers uh, 
were skateboarders for a time. Really? I remember when my brother Dave got his first skateboard. He took it outside uh, into the courtyard, put his foot down on it, and it flicked up and stabbed him in the forehead just above his eye, and blood just went everywhere. <laughs> and that's when he knew. Yeah. <laughs> The skate life was for him. And your brother, your other brother's voice, George, yeah. he sounds like he's always skateboarding. He goes, like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, now nah, I'm going to go skateboarding later, eh? Oh, going to eat some jam donuts, hey? hey. Yeah, that's, uh, he's, he's always skateboarding in his mind. Far out. Oh, my brother just put his foot down on a skateboard <laughs> and it flicked up and... And hit him in the eyes. I'm spinning out, bro. Yeah. That is him. That's a real good impersonation. Here's my impersonation of you, Al. Uh, That's doable. (laughs) What do you think about that? No, it is doable. That's doable. (laughs) Oh. Oh yeah, that's that's doable. Oh, that's probably doable. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably doable. It's oh, yeah. sounding more and more like him. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, getting oh. better and better. Oh, yeah, that is probably that is probably doable. <laughs> and then and and there's a cop looking for him as well, who's yes. one of the most unhealthy looking people I've ever seen in my yeah, life. I, He's always out of breath. He's familiar though as well, right? Was he in the first one? I don't know, but he looks like somebody who's played a cop in a lot of. I was going to say yeah, he's, he's a got career that top cop. body type. He's a career cop. Yeah, yeah, but you know uh, he's actor. It's amazing the way that, like, so this foster lady, mm. this, she must be from the government. There's she's a foster looking, lady looking She's looking for, for the boy. She's mm. looking for young boy. And uh, it seems like she's just basically hijacked this cop. Mm. Full time now. Full he's time. looking for this kid. <laughs> he's just looking for this. I think he's looking for the ape as well. Yeah. But right. he's but he's like yeah I'm not I'll I'll just follow this woman she's looking for something too we'll both look together from there and there's no reason I think that the chimp and the boy are connected well in the any chimp way. was lost on the other side of town yeah mm. no yeah. but yeah and they're like it's a real happy coincidence later on mm. I don't want to ruin the film for you but when they encounter the boy and the chimp mm. uh, that they're both together and that both people who are looking how for did them. they end up finding I can't remember how they found it, it was. A happy coincidence somehow well, again. Um later on the after the boy is he sees the, the foster lady and the cop at his shack near the s- skate bowl mm. slash pool. And he sees that they find his shack. The cop breaks into the shack, not knowing if anybody's living in there, but he, he breaks in with his I baton. said out loud watching it, I hope you've got a warrant. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You should have said that. I did. I said that. Yeah. But where where was Foster Lady? Where was her? She didn't care. Moral the moral, compass for her. For her, for her yeah. the ends justifies the means. For her, it's yeah. all about results. She, she's like uh, Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. She's relentless in her pursuit of this mm-hmm. foster child, and she will chase him to the ends of the earth. Yeah, and so then <laughs> the the boy sees that, and he starts skateboarding away with Jack. Jack Jack's following him, and then this kid does this uh, ollie. Over this kind of pile of pallets and rubble, right? Yeah. And then he lands, and his skateboard breaks. And then he's real disappointed because there's a skateboarding competition coming up that he really wanted to go into. Because that was going to solve everything. He wants to get sponsorship. If he gets sponsorship, then he'll be able just to get a home for him. Just and just eight-year-old kids. They just give the eight-year-old kids just the sponsorship money straight to the kid. Winning the first heat of a, mm, a skateboarding of a, a national competition yes yeah, or, or a local competition yeah, yeah. Is it national it was yeah it was they said because there was a f- film crew there yeah, yeah there was right. a film crew there with like this woman who like 
was supposed to be playing a young person but looked like she was about 50 and was also both the TV reporter and somehow the <coughs> MC of the event right at the same time it was mm. like a weird role that well, would have been very difficult to 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 fulfill both those roles at once I think but she was able to do it she did it great she was fantastic and so this kid is is then goes out the back of this place and um uh he's Jack jumps in the dumpster mm and he's like, Jack, it's over. Okay, I don't have a skateboard for the competition. And Jack's, it turns out it's the dumpster behind the skateboard Al shop. Mm. Al Borland's shop. Yeah. Oh, just to interrupt you quickly. No. You know the name of that character that he plays? Oliver. No, Ollie Plant. Uh, Ollie Plant. Wow. You planted an Ollie. You planted an Ollie. Which is a yeah. skate terminal, as you would know. And you know what the, the name of his shop is? Ollie. Ollie. Ollie, right. Which is, yeah, the name of the skateboard thing. Great. I would have called it something like Al Skateland. Yeah, yeah. or I don't think so, skateboard. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> or the character's name could have been something like 360 Noseboat. Noseboat? Yes. You or brothers did skate. Yeah. Nah, I played some um, cool boarders on the uh, PlayStation. Oh, 360 Noseboat, hi. Yeah. Like that. Anyway, and then, so then... The kid's complaining about he's not going to be able to play in this competition. And then the the ape is in this dumpster, keeps pulling out new boards that the that Al Borland has clearly thrown away. Mm. Just perfectly good boards. boards that he just keeps throwing them out. But Al Borland's inside and he hears a ruckus out, out the back. And he goes, uh, I'm going to check out this ruckus. And then he goes out the back and he sees this kid just standing there. He goes, what's up? Like that, and he goes, "Oh, I got a competition tomorrow, and I can't go to it, whatever." And he's like, "Can you show me what you can do?" Yeah, like that. And the kid's like, "I don't have a skateboard." Mm. He's like, "Oh yeah." And he goes and he gets a skateboard. It's got a monkey underneath it, possibly an ape. Yes, like that. Great branding shows him what he does. Yeah, hey, I he- like that. I because I like. I like this scenario because that opens up the possibility that he's not going to be good enough to get the free board. Mm. There was a chance that Al Borland was going to see what Send he's got and be away. like, give me the board I'll back. I'll take the board. Yeah. I'll take that board back. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can have one of these trash boards, though. But the trash boards looked fine. <laughs> well, but he said they don't have enough bounce in them. Oh, did he say that? He said, oh. well, he said that about Jack's board. Jack, Jack offered up his board, which was earlier found in that same dumpster. Oh, that's right. And the boy goes, it doesn't have enough bounce in it. I won't be able to pull off the tricks in the competition. Yeah, right. Maybe also, it wasn't bounce, but it was something like that. Also, we didn't mention earlier, the foster lady went into the skate shop and showed a photo of the boy mm. and said, if you see this boy, yeah. bring me the boy. Bring me the boy. Bring me the boy. And Ollie, so Ollie knows that he's out there and that he's a wanted child. Mm. Doesn't know what he's done. No. Then he lets the boy stay well, no, in he his does. house. He goes, because he asks, he goes, what, would you, what are you going to do with him when you find yeah, him? Right. Which made me think that he already knew the boy and he was sussing out the scenario, mm. whether she was cool or not. Mm. But he didn't. He hadn't met him yet. You're going to um, make out with him. And she goes, <laughs> stop making out ball and seem sus. He, no, oh, no, that you was saying, the, the lady. Yeah, right, okay. Because yeah, well, Al okay, I reckon the Al Borland character was real was nice, good, good man. He was a good hearted man. man. Yeah. A good hearted man. And the man. rest of his body was good. He, um... Yeah, and he 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 helps the kid out. He, he, and then there's the worst bit of acting in in the film, which is when he's supposed to react to seeing Jack in the in the dumpster. Did you his his reaction is just <laughs> off the charts insane. He's been told that they haven't been filmed in the same place at the same time and he's been told now just act like you've seen a 
a chimp coming out of the bin. I, I, I will never blame an actor for this. This is this is all on the director, right? He's he he's been sold out by this. Oh yeah, this choice. Oh yeah. Just probably... don't, don't you don't even need that shot. Just get rid of the shot if you don't have a decent mm. reaction shot. Yeah, they, they probably robbed him of the opportunity of ever getting an opportunity to get an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. that's probably why he hasn't. He's been written off now as a joke actor. Al mm. Al Bolland. When I think this, a lot of this movie shows his great range. He's he's quite good. Because normally he was sort of like the dork in Tim the Toolman Taylor's mm. um, Home Improvement show. Yeah. But in this, he's the, he's what, the, the skateboard the, the, shop the guy. The competent dork who gets all the ladies. Yeah, no, it's a real strange character. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think so, Tim. No, I don't think so, Tim. That's, oh, yours is even better. You sound mm. like Tim Allen doing it. You, you were talking about before earlier today for... Whatever reason you were telling me about, uh, you were Tim talking Allen. for whatever reason. I don't know why you do it. Yeah, keep your bloody mouth shut. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I don't think so, Tim. But you were saying that you reckon Tim the Toolman Taylor's crowning achievement in his acting career is Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I feel like when you're that li- is when- such a great role, and he is so good in it. Yeah, when he's playing Buzz, you don't you don't hear Tim the Toolman Taylor, yeah. and also he's got range in there. You know, he's got he's got some sensitivity, and he's got mm. he doesn't show like I mean, you know, he's he's tender with his wife in that movie, but you like not not, not in Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that tender scene with his wife, with his space wife. Mm. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think I think. Absolutely, he's never going to yeah, do anything I, better I, than I totally Buzz agree. I think he's, I think he is perfectly cast, mm. and it's a credit to them. Although we do have a Buzz Lightyear toy at my house, and and he overacts a little bit on one the of the toy sounds. Does. Yeah, he right. goes to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like spoofing that himself. A bit stressful. Yeah. yeah, to infinity and beyond. And then we see Joey driving the RV with the old man because the old man's fallen asleep at the wheel. They're coming into town. Joey being Louie? Louie, Louie. Louie, I've written Joey, but I meant Louie. You've introduced a new chimp character. Yeah. So, yeah, Louie and and Blue from old school are driving their truck or RV, did you say? But they get there and they get to the ice hockey arena Mm. because that's where Louie knows that he's gone missing from. Yes, that's right. And then the team... See, they're like, we've lost a chimp. Here's a chimp. Must be the same chimp. Surely they would have noticed that he was half a foot shorter. They they make that in joke after they've seen him. So they put him on, like they they're like, yeah, dress him up, get him on the ice, you know. And they see him ice skating, and he's and he's he can't ice skate anymore, and he's dragging his knuckles on the ice, and mm. he he can't catch a dropping puck. Dropping his helmet and stuff. Dropping his helmet, you know. This is all through training before they they go with the game, and and then at some point somebody goes, oh, you know, it's like you're just having a hard time, you know. It's just you have to get you're getting your ice legs back, you know, and you lost forty pounds. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I did not notice that line. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's probably one of the actors that threw it. That's almost too good for the script. <laughs> this Do you think that might have been Ian Bag? I think that could be an Ian Bag line. Yeah. A little baggy. Um, and there's a Jack. There's the scene where Jack makes pancakes, and we get to see Jack Jake doing that that smile. Oh yeah. And his teeth are incredible. For, they are such good teeth. Yeah, for for a chimp. 
and for almost anyone. Mm. Anyone. <laughs> anyone would be happy with those teeth. Yeah. They're and, flawless. That's Hollywood for you. Yeah. And Because when, when the kid comes down and goes, Jack, you're making a mess. I just, I laughed at the actor. He does this voice. He does, you know. The chimp. Big, the chimp. The chimp does. Jack does. And he goes, just big open mouth smile. And he goes, <laughs> like that. <laughs> and it was great. I reckon that was a Bernie ad lib. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't reckon that was scripted. That wasn't on the page. He no, put that. I think that they probably had to do about an hour's worth of footage just to get one reaction like that they wanted. That's why it's, That's why they show him putting on every piece of clothing because mm-hmm. they're like, it took so much effort to get sock? this. We're going to use it all. Yeah, Socks? sock, I'm sure. The like un- undershirt? Undershirt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Overshirt. Stockings. Necktie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Fully tied bow tie. Uh, waistcoat. Yeah. He ties a bow tie? He ties a bow tie. Yeah. 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 No wonder that old man swore. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. So now we've got um Louis struggling on the on ice hockey, but we've got a skate competition happening in skate Seattle. Competition is happening. Wait, no, it's both in Seattle. It's all in, it's Seattle. All in Seattle. We're all now in Seattle. I should say this. We are in Seattle, Seattle, or are we in <gasps> Seattle? This was filmed in Canada, wasn't it? Uh, it was, uh, and they didn't f- uh, they didn't fully erase all of Canada from it because almost all the cars have British Columbia license plate. Mm. <laughs> uh, all the buses and bus stops seen are in the old BC Transit designs. Yep. BC Transit was the transit authority for Vancouver, and a Vancouver SkyTrain sign is also seen at one point. God, I love this kind of trivia. This is, oh, this yeah. is just you know, you know, Vancouver is a, often a place where people can, can, American movies film. That's mm. a very popular place, mm. and uh, and uh, it, it doesn't surprise me now that Ian Bag was in this movie, right? And it did, but it didn't take me out of it at all. I obviously noticed all of these things mm. as the movie went on, but I'm like, there'd be a reason for that in in universe. Does, does Seattle Seattle's got some significant skyline stuff, doesn't it? It has that tower thing, which they and they sh- they kept mm. showing that. Um, the cityscape, and every time um, I sang for Toss. no one but me, mm. oh baby, we'll see the blues are calling. Toss up. And often I'd have to get, it was only on for two seconds. Right, so I'd you be don't like, get all the way through. Oh baby, I... yeah. it was a fun little bit I was doing, that's and I love doing a bit just for me. And, and I love that's that. It. And yeah. I'd, I'd argue that's a good bit. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a good bit. And, you know, because then there was that warrant bit you did earlier. I hope you got a warrant for that. Oh, that was like another that, good, that was good. Yeah. It, Watching movies with me would be a lot of fun. I only wish that I could do that. Yeah, that would be you know so I mean? good for if you. If I could sit next to me and well, just enjoy. Well, hopefully you get a billion dollars one day. You can hire a wizard make that happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Also, I'd say, take me back to MVP2 and yeah. sit me next to me. And you know what? When you This is the thing when you're watching Frasier. You never think about how close Frasier is. Frasier? Frasier? Anyway, Frasier is, when you're watching that TV show, how close he is to Canada. Right. Do you think about that? Yeah, he's so, so close, close to Canada. He's really close. He's so just Seattle's over rub- the border. He's really like rubbing up against it, isn't mm. he? Sa- Seattle. So Seattle's far northeast, northwest. Yeah. Right. And that's why Kurt Cobain says, I think it's on um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, he says, a boot. Yes. Really? Yeah. Because he sees he just, Canada. Because yeah, he sees of it a long over. shoe. Yeah. <laughs> a long shoe. <laughs> Hey, Andy, I know you're in, enjoying this almost so much that I probably should have left it at the SkyTrain yeah. era. But yeah. also, no, please keep when, going. I don't have anywhere to be. When when Ben goes back to Ollie's after posting the missing posters, 
He walks past a TELUS phone booth, but TELUS is the dominant phone company in Western Canada. That's weird. Um, excuse me? Don't you mean Seattle? Oh, and that's not what it's called. Seattle. Yes. Seattle. Seattle. That's what it should be. Um, and then this final one uh, from IMDb uh, says, Ron's trailer starts out in uh, with British Columbia license plates, but when they arrive in Seattle, in inverted commas, mm. it's suddenly a Washington plate. This is when it's weird, when they've sort of half done it. Mm. Considering that Ron, this is what it goes on to say, considering that Ron said he was driving all the way up to Nelson, which is in British Columbia, <laughs> it seems highly unlikely he would switch license plates in between. <laughs> That does seem unlikely. Don't you think that seems highly unlikely? Man. Especially when you think about it. I'm glad someone pointed that out. They've really got the got their number there. Yeah. Haven't they? Uh, I mean, it's possible that he would have, but it's... I guess he seems like a pretty weird character. Yeah. He does all sorts of straight. He hires a... He picks up a chimp. Anyway. <laughs> and they make out. <laughs> they hook up. They hook up. Yeah. A lot of hooking up in this film. Um, it's a good film. We <laughs> get to hear the word Zamboni machine. Right, probably the best named machine. Yeah, I had to Google that. That's the uh, ice pressing yeah, machine. Yeah. It basically just kind of uses hot water. I think you know, hot water and steam, and then like a thing, of, like a like a just lays down a mat behind it that yeah, just kind great. of flattens out the. Um... I think I think somebody says that Jack is the best thing to happen to the game since the Zamboni machine. Yeah, and that's a that's a great line. That's a beautiful line. Just to, just uh, yeah, I, the I'm word saying, Zamboni. I think it might be Zamboni. the cop that said that. Yeah. Zam, if, oh, forget it. Is that what the Z in ZHL stands for? Zamboni Hockey League. Well, mm. I, can't, I couldn't figure out. It's probably something I could have Googled, but I couldn't figure out why it was the ZHL. Mm, zippy? Zippy. Mm. It feels like they had to. They weren't allowed to have it anything close to something that was There real. might actually be a ZHL. Is there a ZHL? Oh, you would know about this because you like sports for some reason. Well, I, don't, I mean, there's the NHL, I believe. Maybe the N fell over. They didn't have the time to fix right. it. Right. Well, that's probably what it is. It's yeah, just, it's just, just a, a bit of there fun. There's a sign there or something. And then yeah. I reckon that's all it was. Poorly just a maintained bit of fun. NHL sign. Do you notice anything about their diet in this? Everything that was eaten. We talked about the chocolate milkshakes before. Mm. But they're, uh, Jack, when Jack and the boy are hanging out, we should really know his name, but Jack and the boy are hanging Scott out. Scott Goodman. I Scott, don't know. Oh, Ben. He's ben. ben. When Jack and Ben are hanging out, it's always with a, like a two-liter bottle of soft drink each. They're drinking a Pepsi yeah. or a Coke It's all, or huge Gatorades. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's some sort of he's, – he's, he's tapped into something there. It's the it's – the, it's the cubby house. It's the cool pool, mm. uh, you know, shack. It's it's, mm. um, it's it's just kids' wish fulfillment. You it's know? A, yeah, it's, like, it's bangerang. Yeah, I bangerang. Just, I just remember it wasn't that long ago where I would just con- I could drink a two liter bottle of coke. I, I've done that. Yeah, you know, and it just I was like, yeah, great, what a yeah. great night we're having. Just knocking down a two two bottle coke, and then you that go is so much sugar that yeah. is like fistful. This isn't look the listeners of these podcasts; they're not old enough to think of things as having so much sugar. This is what el- elderliness does yeah. to, to you. Yeah, you're right. You start looking at those signs at train stations that show mm. how much sugar it how drinks. Many- yeah, that's very an, important. Another thing is like looking at that cop because he was so fat and old and unhealthy. Like once upon a time, I would have found that funny, but now I just makes me stressed. 
Yeah. Because how long, how long has his kids got to yeah. hang out with him? I can't enjoy that kind of stuff anymore. But he's, you know, he's looking. He's, he's like a car- comedy character, like that he's always sort of panting and struggling and that mm. sort of thing. You're like, no, re- this man is un- unhealthy. Made me real happy to see Newman lose all that weight from Seinfeld, you know? Yeah, like there's hope. Yeah, he was in Cheaper by the Dozen, and, and like that's where I think he revealed his weight loss. Did it like a reveal? Like, like I mean, you know, it's where he first appeared publicly, right. and he was changing a light bulb, and I think he falls off the light. And you can see him do stunts that he couldn't do back in the day, you know, falling off ladders. Mm. You know, it was great stuff he didn't do in in Jurassic Park. No, oh, no, but then you know he wouldn't have been as edible looking in right. Jurassic Park if he hadn't had the weight on him. He's a great actor. He's really so funny. <laughs> Just the way he moves. He's got those quick movements. I really like it. Mm, like a chicken. Like a chicken. Yeah. Quick like a chicken. Yeah. He's got that chicken speed. Yeah. We're so close to the big finale now. So there, we've got two scenarios happening at the same time. We're half halfway through the big game. It's sort of a do or die hockey game. Mm. But they're struggling because they've got now a lesser chimp. Who has no idea? What no idea. What's they're not going taking on. him off. No, they're going. Oh, he'll come good mm. somehow. No, I don't think they haven't put him on. Oh right, because he's that's not good. Yeah, right. an alternative. I really don't take. remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was as if he wasn't even on the ice. That's how bad he was going. And then at the same time, there's a skate comp going on. Um, what did, you, did you think that was weird? So they go. Um, he's trying to. The boy Ben is trying to sign up. And they say, oh, uh, you need your guardian or, or parent to sign mm. for you. And he's like, oh. And then Al Ballin steps up and says, uh, what, uh, what's wrong here? And, he, and Al Ballin ends up signing him up. And he yeah. goes to him in the stand and he says, you're in. And the boy goes, really? And he goes, yep, I signed for you. Right? And then the competition goes on and the last it's time for the last skater to come up and they name him uh, last skater. It's Ben whoever. And then Ben goes to Alborn. What me? Yes. How do you not? Why are you surprised you by that? <laughs> yeah. You were so thankful moments ago that that's he's kids. That's kids that don't pay attention. They forget and they're ungrateful. I gotta say, also that's that scene where he's where he signs for him is a little bit weirder. Where the kid goes, uh, "You need a parent or guardian," and then Alborn comes up and he goes. Uh, do you need, can I help you? And he goes, are you his father? And he goes, no. <laughs> yeah, like and then the kid walks away. And he, yeah, he goes, go get a seat. Yeah, go get a seat. And he's like, I'll handle this. Yeah. He doesn't say that. but He killed that guy. Do you yeah. think it was, uh, that was what was implied was That's that he killed him? implied is that Because I thought he him. could have just gone, yeah, I'm his guardian. Yeah. There would have been no questions asked. I don't know why. Yeah, it's like no, you can't, you can't be I here th- to I, hear, hear what I'm gonna say to this man. I, I think a lot of this script was written later on. They said, "Look, <laughs> um, let's just have him say no here, and we'll work our way out, out of it later on." Yeah, that's why there was mm. the surprise that he yeah. was in because they didn't realize that they were gonna already right. tell him that he was in exactly <laughs> before when they <laughs> had just done that. Yeah, we'll surprise him that he's in. So he stands at the top of the vert ramp, but he's. Starting a chicken out. He's like, I can't do it. Mm. Jack comes up with his skateboard. And, and he starts skating. And they go, we'll do it together somehow. Yeah. So they both um, drop in, do a great job. People are like, wow. A few, like all the way through the movie, people are calling him a monkey. And I'm, I'm, I've let that slide. We haven't talked part. much about ska- uh, Jack's skating. He's actually quite good. Really good. Like yeah. really pretty impressive for a chimp. Yeah. Much better than me. Yeah, I'd say way Much better. better than, than your other your brother as well. Yeah, didn't stab himself <laughs> in the eye. 
um yeah and he's like skating through stuff and off stuff like not doing really any tricks but like very competent staying on the board he's got that low center of gravity yeah he's and low. i guess chimps are just naturally like good at balance and stuff like that yeah they must be i think it's just because they spend a lot of time on thin branches yeah, and things swinging like that. and that kind of thing and pulling themselves up i mean that's mm. more arm muscles but mm. but they um they end up Winning, uh, the boy Ben wins the competition. Boy Ben, he gets Bob Burnquist gives him some sort of award. And I didn't, I hadn't heard of that guy, but I knew that he was a pro skater because he acted like a pro skater. Yeah, you're like, he's not in this for his. Even in this film, I can tell mm. that guy's not an actor. Yeah, and then and the guy. Then, so what were you going to say? No, I was going to take us onwards. But well, that then the pro skater says, "I'm going to sponsor you." Right, which. I thought sponsorship normally came from like a mm. brand or something like that who has mm. something to sell. Mm. So what would you you'd have Bob Burnquist's so, face on you on your yeah back, or on your back or you've got just like you've just got one person who's dependent on sort of sponsorship money mm. then sponsoring a smaller so like sort of a, eight year old ecosystem a yeah. pyramid scheme yeah but like a reverse pyramid scheme where the where the money travels down to the people at the bottom rather than all and, the and way up the pyramid and that would be a terrible thing to skate in like that, an upside oh. down pyramid yeah, there's you're no right. curved bit at the bottom maybe like maybe a cone would be good no you just smash into the bottom oh you know i guess if you could kind of like get a bit of speed up you could kind of keep going Go around up. Yeah, you could go up, go up, and then get stuck in the cone. You realize I'm trapped inside this cone. There's no way out. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, I'm running out of oh. oxygen. <laughs> yeah, and that's see, see, that seems bad for skating as well. Yeah. I bet you someone's listening now, big skate fan, and going, "Oh, Bob Enquest." Everyone knows oh, that guy God. started Blank or some sort of. He big was the skate first brand. person. I looked him up just before the podcast. He was the first person to do a 900 uh, something or other. Really? Some sort of 900. Kickflip, maybe? Yeah, it could have been a kickflip. 900 kickflips. I feel like it's got a T in it, whatever the answer is. T-bone? T-bone. Might have been a 900 T-bone. Wow. I think that was just the thing you said earlier in this episode. Oh, great. (laughs) So he wins the competition. Bob Enquist goes, let's do a victory lap. And they go skate Burnquist. together. I, I keep telling you it's Burn, Burnquist. Bob Enquist and the boy <laughs> Ben uh, skate together for a while. And then they finish and and, and what do they come up to? Uh, the cop and the foster woman comes mm. up to Ben, uh, the boy, and also oh. Jack the chimp. Yeah, Al Borland had called them earlier the night, the day before. Yeah, they, for some reason, didn't show up. They let them Him spend stay. the night with this guy. Yeah, that was weird. I thought when he called him, I'm like, I assume that means they're going to come yeah. and get him now. And the kid was sleeping in the bed with a chimp. <laughs> I got It's okay. I got him here. He's sleeping with a chimp. Hey, come in the morning. Don't worry. I got him sleeping with a wild <laughs> animal who has the ability to bite your hands off. And is a hockey player. And we all know. <laughs> dangerous. Is he dangerous? He's a hockey player. <laughs> I think a lot of this can be explained by knowing that this was filmed. Uh, in a pre nine eleven world, but oh, sure. they they go up. Uh, Al Borland says, "Hey, uh, ben, ben, the boy, I want to, um, I, I want to sponsor, you. I want to sponsor you, <laughs> and I want you to live with me. I want to be your guardian or whatever." And he goes, "Really, no fooling or something like that." And then mm. and then uh, the cop goes, "Jack, you're coming with me." And they're like, "Whoa, you're not going to take Jack away, are you?" And, and the cop does this real fun reveal. He goes, "It's a great reveal." He goes, "No, nah, that's uh, the." The uh, Simeons need him. It's half time and they're losing the big match. 
Yeah. So they, Ooh. I assume sirens on, I can't remember. Sirens, full sirens, blues and twos. And they go all the way to the game. Jack comes in. The team all realise when they're hugging and, and basically Louie is hugging Jack's ankles. They yeah. go, oh, they are like very different sized <laughs> chimps. We probably should have figured that out. Anyway, Jack goes into the game. But earlier, I should say the uh, the evil coach from the carjackers mm. was like, hey, that chimp pointing at Louie, he's like, he's got to be out of the game. He bit my player. And then it's seen that Louie's incompetent. And he's so like, goes, oh, no, wait, he can stay he in. He can stay. Ha, 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 ha. And he laughs really un- unconvincingly. Yeah. Um. So that's that's how they set up the loophole that Jack can come and save the day. Yeah, which isn't, you know, that's fine. It's not, it's not, it's not bad. I'd say it's pretty bad. Okay. I know, but but what, a, what a weird thing as a decision as the coach to be like, well, looks like this ape has temporarily lost its powers <laughs> or maybe permanently, like, but how, how, in his mind, well, how would he think that that happened? How would he think it's happened and why would he, why not be safe and just not, why mm, go, like yeah, let him in? Because like, he goes, ah, oh, maybe it had a brain injury and now it won't be able to play good. And that could be a real disadvantage to them and give us an advantage. Yeah, I assume they'll keep playing him even though he's no good. But anyway, so Jack is now free to play, comes on, uh, wins the day. Mm. So they've now... Won a skating tournament and an ice hockey pro tournament in like the same mm. hour. The championship, it's very impressive. The, the championship, yeah. yeah. And there's a part where the one of the evil carjackers from the hockey team, not a person who jacks cars, um, at the end he goes, "I'm gonna tackle." He doesn't say this, but this is you can tell from his body language. I'm gonna tackle Jack to get back at him for making us lose that game like that. And he skates angrily at Jack, <laughs> right? Mm. And then the Swedish guy. Um, Ian Bag. Ian Bag comes in and he checks him before he hits um, Jack. But think about what would have happened if this man had attacked <laughs> the chimpanzee and then had to fight a chimpanzee. He would have been shredded on the ice. There would, would have been blood. I mean, the Zamboni machine would have been working for days. Oh, trying to like. Well, a Zamboni machine doesn't get blood stains out of the ice. It just. Well, but it could have spread the blood around. So oh, it was evenly yes. all over. Would have made like, the, ah, it's the... the new pink pink rink. It's the pink rink. Everyone be like, go down the pink rink. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a big thing and it would have actually led to a real big boom. You know what I reckon a, a, a chimp would do if you were fighting it? It would probably get its finger under your eyelid and pull off your eyelid. Fuck. Yeah, that, eye they, gouge and just rip. That's just a flap. The eyelid's just, just a flap. A flap. They, they don't I? tell you that. It's just a flap. It's just a loose flap. It's just a loose flap. It's You could rip that flap. Nah. It's like those paper those paper walls in Japan. Yeah. Like they used to have. And chimps would always rip them up. Yeah, no, but like, you those know. Those Oh, the macucks. The yep. macucks. <laughs> like also, but the eyelid is just the body's paper wall. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that imagery uh, for those eating dinner. A lot of families listen to primates over dinner really? together. Yeah. <laughs> like the old days. <laughs> yeah, Gather around sit the around, wireless. Sit around the podcast machine. How, so the way we normally wrap up the story, we kind of come to the end there. He ends yeah. up back at El Simeon. Yeah, he's yeah, back on the tree. Is that right, right Andy? Yep. There, that's, there's not much left of the film. Yeah. They win and that's it. Yeah. So uh, we normally uh, rate the film out of a bunch of bananas. How many bananas in the bunch mm. do you give this film and how ripe are those bananas? Uh, look, I'm just so upset that it wasn't more like the first film. It seemed to lose so much of the joy in the character and, the, you know, 
and and there was no sign language. There was a real touching plot subplot in the first one with the, the little deaf girl, and she could communicate with Jack. He doesn't do any sign language in and this that one. family. Yeah, they they're just not spoken just, of at Jack, all. Jack's forgotten. His friend, the um the cleaner who ended yeah. up working at he's LCM. dead. I assume. You'd have to assume dead. Torn apart by the chimps. From the eyelids <laughs> out. Yeah. Oh, we also didn't mention that when they turn up back at El Simeon at the end and all the chimps are wearing clothes or whatever, they the, the car just pulls up next to the tree in El Simeon. <laughs> it's just cars just driving through the nation park. It's, it's just next to the tree. Towards. No, it's this unfenced chimp reserve. <laughs> It makes me so angry. One of the other chimps is inside, finding out it's been drafted in a congress, yeah. <laughs> or or maybe yeah, missing Being out. Sent to the moon. Think, think of all the opportunities they've missed out on from the times they These were sitting on the tree. Constantly being called up, asked to go and assassinate a foreign dignitary. leader or something. Dignitary. Probably that's how the, that first chimp that went up into space got mm. ham. Ham got Just recruited. Maybe it is. Um, I'm gonna give it. One really ripe banana. Because I was, ripe. I th- felt like it was quite hard going. <laughs> it was. I, uh, I am also going to give it one, one, one banana. And the banana that I gave to my sons this morning, where one end of it was totally rotten, I just cut that off and gave them the rest of it. You can just give it to kids. They don't know that's a bad bit. Uh, I think they would have known about this bit. It did no. not. No, I'm not talking bruising. I'm talking like it was wrong. Oh, wrong banana. I yeah. believed banana. into adulthood that the bruise in a banana was. The healthiest part, I believe. I believe that into adult. How do you know that that's not true? Oh, I don't. I my I be. Is it true? I mean, you guys are scientists. The thing is, is that we none of us know here. Nobody Uh, knows anything. No, some people know things. (laughs) No, 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 Alistair. (laughs) Look, Andy, you're the closest to a fruit shop right now. (laughs) I am, and he's telling us that nobody knows. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to say I'm going to say two under ripened bananas out of out of a bunch of of seven. Great. Uh, and we also, um, more of a rating to, to the main primate in the film, uh, Jack. Uh, this all started with Andy when he told us this great fact that humans and I'm, chimpanzees share about 98% pre- almost certain DNA. This, you, keep, you keep bringing me up now in every podcast, and I'm almost certain this is not how it went down, and I did not provide this information. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. <laughs> and now we see how much of yourself, Alistair, do you see in Jack on screen as a percentage mm. out of 100 and and what do you see what do you share in common and, and what what separates you from Jack right well i used to play ice hockey right right when i was a kid i'm um, feeling a big number coming on right. here Andy. uh but i've never been much of a skateboarder however i was in a band called skateboard and i did live in a town that had a new skateboard mm. and you're you used to live in a town that had canadian number plates and i also lived in canada and i knew about ian bag that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. now, and this also, is... although although uh, the the ape Jack didn't communicate with anybody through any sign language or anything like that, he had a silent wisdom, uh, yeah. you know, and he kind of led the way. And I think I sort of do that a little bit with my friends. Mm. You know, new and old. He really did have a silent wisdom. He had a silent wisdom. Yeah. You don't what what. Yeah, is that he shows Ben the way the whole time. Mm. You know, throwing those... Who would have thought, you know, a regular person wouldn't have thought going into that dumpster, throwing out all those boards, would have led to Ben getting a new board. And a new dad. And a new dad. Go in that dumpster, see if I can find you a dad. Yeah, (laughs) he found it. Throwing out bits of old dads. (laughs) (laughs) 
just their eyelids from other monkey attacks. Um, chimp attacks. Chimp attacks. <laughs> Well, these could have been monkey attacks. You don't know. That's this true. Is that is true. Let's talk about monkey attacks. <laughs> these are like you know. So uh, can you can you give us a number out of ten? Out of a hundred. Out of a hundred. Classic I'm percentage rule. Say, <laughs> it's a classic percent. I'm gonna I say. I like. I don't know about you, but I like my percents out of a hundred. Yeah. So, DNA wise, yeah, ninety-eight. Right. But all the cultural similarities, <laughs> I think, gives it that extra percent. So ninety-nine. Ninety-nine percent. I'm going to say I feel almost nothing in common with Jack, but Louis is my boy. Right. Okay. Can write. Uh, he's, in the, he's the nerd. He's not good at skating. Okay. He's got a brother. This is all me. <laughs> he's got a brother, brother who skateboards. Skateboard. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Jack. Hi. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Louis. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm Louis. I'm, I'm high 80s. I'm 87% Louis. Yeah. And then I'm a little bit Mr. Rahija. Because <laughs> liquid, liquid can't get on me. Yeah, I was cursed by a witch, a very wealthy woman. Very wealthy, uh, Gina Reinhardt. I would say I. Geez, that's hard because I feel I feel like I'm somewhere between Louis and Jack. Um, I would say I'd like to think of myself as seeing the the best of Louis and the best of Jack I have neither of those things mm. I have the the maybe the the middle ground of both of them I'm going to say about 68% You're sort of like the Danny DeVito Yeah I'm the leftover the... junk from yeah. the DNA yeah. yeah I'm all the bits that were left behind So you left 1% <laughs> and I only left 20 so I want to be 21% Louis Jack mm, Wow that is good All right now that brings us to everyone's favorite segment of the show the primate sporting mascot segment of the show yep. and this is where I talk about a primate sporting mascot from the world of sporting mascots um we could have easily done the simians from the Seattle simians yeah no but they did they have a mascot that were the simians yeah right but they didn't actually have a mascot in there right but that is their mascot so all simians i think so mm, wow if you're closing that loophole i've i've the one I'm about to do doesn't work either. No, that's okay. I was just wondering. I think I'm. When I say mascot, I mean ideally it's the mascot, it's the man in the suit, mm. but also it's the the animal named in their you name. You know the the representative. The whatever whatevers yeah. for the whatevers is the mascot. Okay. In this case, I got an email uh, just yesterday or a few weeks ago now, depending on whenever this comes out, from Tanner Nordstrom Young. Only he and I know when this email came out. Why did I correct myself there? Andy, tell me. I don't know. Have you mentioned the fact that this is everybody's favorite segment? Oh, this is everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, great. Yeah, sorry, after I did forget. This Including segment. me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely everyone. As Vanessa Ramorosi said, um, loves this absolutely segment. Absolutely everyone. 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 Loves. Absolutely everyone. Loves primate sporting mascot segment. What uh, sport are we talking here? We're talking uh, junior hockey, so it's relatively relative, uh, relatively relative. relevant. All right. So Tanner emailed in saying he's been noticing that I'm getting pretty desperate for primate sporting mascots. Well, you know, I wouldn't say desperate, but uh, if you do have options, please email them in to primates. For the love of God, please email them. I think you could do Orlando Magic because their their magic could turn any person (laughs) into an ape or any mascot into an ape. (laughs) They can have any mascot they want. Uh, So he they can turn any person into a mascot. Exactly, like drafting you in. 
Uh, if you're watching the TV at the right time, you never know. Um, he's suggested the Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Wow. They're a junior hockey team from Salmon Arm in British Columbia. Right. In Canada, oh. which is where this film was shot. Holy moly. Because, I mean, you would think, I th- at first I thought this was like a silverback gorilla that had like pink arms. <laughs> you know, Salmon Arm. Yeah. You know, like you, you could almost think that that could be a real thing. Do you remember there was a time maybe 15 years ago where people would um, would defend their shirt color, say it's not pink, it's salmon, and that was almost like a trope in TV mm. and in real life. Do you remember mm. that time? What a weird time that was. Yeah. Uh, it's not the, salmon. The, it's... With, with in, in Tasmania, it was the Hutchins Boys School. They Their, their blazer had... Uh, pink trim but it was it's not pink it's magenta was the uh right and that feels like a pretty slim hill to die on <laughs> but the fact that we cared that anyone else cared that it was pink is really i mean that's all it's just a weird that's just a weird oh well we we fixed that it's problem. not homophobia it's pedantry we've we've actually fixed that problem by saying actually did you know that pink used to be a male color like yeah that? and then you go oh oh okay. okay great well then don't worry about it we did a whole episode of Do Go On about that. Really? About the pink and blue. Why is why do boys wear blue and girls wear pink? Anyway, that's a digression. Uh, so the, I've, I've looked into their Wikipedia page. It doesn't give a lot of information apart from they haven't been a very good team for quite a while. What are they called again? The Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Salmon Arm Silverbacks. Uh, in the current so season. So many body parts and colours in that mm, name. Yeah. They were 14th of 17. Too many. Yeah, backs and arms. Two yeah. colours, two names. Mm. Two two colours, two body parts. Yeah. Mm. Two body parts, two colours. It feels like, yeah, they're salmon arms. One body part, one colour, <laughs> one, one more <laughs> colour, and then one more body part. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, arms. whichever way you cut it, it's it's weird, isn't it? And the ratios, are they're hectic. Well, they do have uh, some alumni that went on to play pro hockey, including Chris Chucko, who went on to play. This could be one of the most bizarre segments on any <laughs> podcast. The fact that this exists, the fact what? that we're doing this and you are continuing to do this. What? And what's and even more bizarre is that it's still my favorite segment. <laughs> it's not mine. No, it's everybody's. Absolutely. absolutely oh, everyone. yeah, sure. It's you were saying just before. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, Circus Watch. Wait, is this another segment? <laughs> this, this, this podcast never ends. It never ends. I mean, it we don't have. It just keeps going until It is. This is the longest episode. All right, well, let's skip. It feels skip. like we've been here forever. Circus Watch this week. Obviously, Andy Circus is a great guy. If you've got any, any news on Andy Circus, please email in. Is he uh, a monkey? Uh, he often plays, he's played oh, Caesar yeah, and he's right. played King Kong. Motion capture. Sure. Emotion capture. Um, so I'll, I'll move on to the Patreon shout outs. Uh, and this is your chance if you uh, want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod where you support uh, this podcast. Also do go on and Dave Warnicke's book cheat podcast. Uh, Drew Morgan messaged in his favorite primate is definitely Caesar from Planet of the Apes, which is played by Andy Serkis. Uh, he says that's because he's an amazing character and the arc he goes on is one of the best ones he's ever seen. Uh, Francis Wallen's favourite primate is not even a primate, he said. He goes, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Francis. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very simple brief. But I, I looked it up and he's wrong. It is a primate. 
So it's it's a bizarre. Um, it's not even a primate. It is a primate. <laughs> Uh, he said his favourite is the bush baby. Oh, great primate. And he loves how they constantly look shocked. And that finger is fucked, isn't it? It's that a fucked... one long finger. I think it's beautiful. But it is definitely a primate, mm. I believe. And yeah. Emily Beiersdorf, her favourite primate is the lemur because it's the least monkey-like uh, and she finds monkeys terrifying. That's great. That's a good call. I, I was actually I learned that lemurs are primates from this podcast, and I was quite surprised. There's some quite funny little ones that are almost like rats, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, it's That's it's really quite a long journey. Your first ever primate was probably much more rat-like. Here's a crazy factoid that Carly told my wife. Carly told me yesterday that bats are closer genetically to primates than they are to rats. Really? Yeah. They don't seem that rat-like. They seem super rat-like. Nah. They got those big wings. I think they're closer to Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they're nothing like rats. They fly in the sky. They fly. Rats crawl on the ground. Yeah. And the spelling's different. One's got a B and one's got an R. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like a fool. Uh, and finally, Thomas Evans' favourite primate is the gibbon. Um, well, that's a gibbon. Saying that his mate from Guernsey reckons if I grafted a gibbon, uh, if I grafted gibbon arms onto his shoulders, he could spin fast enough to take off like a helicopter. Where's the spinning thing? Why does he spin? Yeah, is he, he spins. Is he? Li- <laughs> yeah, he spins. Yeah, he spins. <laughs> what is he? Is he a figure skater? Where does the spinning like, come yeah, what from? What do we know about this guy spinning? Well, Thomas, I'm, all I know of his spinning is this brief paragraph that Thomas. But, is he but that's his hypothetical scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I mean, is the, so you must be a fast spinner. Yeah, he's a great spinner. But like his I arms assume. wouldn't be that much stronger if he had gibbon arms. He'd just have slightly longer ones. Although if he had an actual gibbon's ones, they might be shorter than his arms. Yeah, because mm. the gibbons are quite short. So he would, if he just, what if he had helicopter propellers? Yeah, if you're going to go hypothetical, sure. let's just go. If I was a helicopter... Let's just give him a helicopter. Let's yeah. give him a helicopter. Let's give the guy... You give know the what? guy a plane ticket. You get a helicopter. That's so, that's so that's generous. Um, or we'll, we'll send one out to Guernsey ASAP. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Where can our listeners find you two? We do a podcast called Two in the Think Tank. Uh, you find us on the Planet Broadcasting Network with all your favorite podcasts. And we're at Two in Tank on Twitter, and I'm at Stupid Old Andy, and I'm at Alistair TB. But and you can you can find me on Twitter. Yeah, and you should find. I'll put uh, those handles in the show description. You should definitely listen to Two in the Think Tank. What a funny podcast! Thank also, you. Also, listen to Do Go On. It's a really funny podcast it's and informative. Podcast. It's my favorite podcast. Uh, you can find Primates uh, online at Primates Pod. P R I M E. M-A-T-E-S, pod on Twitter and Instagram and Primates on Facebook. You can also email in at primatespod at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star review. Also give Two in the Think Tank a five-star review while you're there. We love getting reviews, mm. even if they're non-genuine, but positive ones, we love those. Yeah. I think if you can, if, if it's going to be positive, that's great. But the main thing is give five stars and then you can give us your honest feedback in the description. Because then you're still giving us like the positive algorithm stuff and then you can tell me what you want me to change in the notes and then we all win uh and we normally finish the show alistair i don't know if you know this with our classic catchphrase great i don't know if either of you guys remember it yeah 
Eat a monkey. Yeah, that's it. Well, let, we'll throw it over to Andy because I think he knows the full one. Thanks so much for joining us, Al and Andy. And as we always say on Primates Podcast, eat a monkey and have an ape old time. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.